I have got Nicole who is speaking to me all the way from Australia today and I'm a bit um, I'm really excited because we've tried to schedule this call for ages and the time difference and everything has got in the way um, but Nicole is a business and marketing coach for new aspiring and seasoned online coaches and I know we've connected um, through a coaching network um, and she's been really really helpful getting me started with my business um, so welcome to the podcast Nicole Thanks, Lorna. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here all the way from Australia. <laughs> all the way from Australia. <laughs> um, so a business and marketing coach for online coaches. Doesn't that sound a bit, do you get this a lot? You're a coach for coaches. Doesn't that sound a little bit, um, what's the word? Like inception, like insight, like you coach coaches that coach coaches. Like, yeah. Do you see what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do hear that a lot. I think... People always, the follow-up question is always, so is it any kind of coach? And my answer is always yes. So yeah, it is a little bit like Inception coaching coaches, but I love coaching all kinds of coaches because I also get to see what's possible in the world and how coaches can make money selling anything and everything. Um, and then it can be so much fun. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, you shared something recently that really, really like connected with me. And it was about like distinguishing your coaching skills from your business skills. And it's mm -hmm. the fact like you uh, was just a video that you did, but it really touched me at the right point because I, I was thinking that in my own, in my own coaching journey, in my own business, that I was, I felt like I was good at the coaching skill set. But yeah. what was lacking was the business skill set. And the way that you separated the two was like, you can be good at one and rubbish at the other. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's where I'm stuck. Yes, 100%. Like, I think I had to learn that lesson myself the hard way because in the beginning, it was just like this big, I mean, you could probably relate to and everyone listening. It kind of just feels like this big passion project and you want to believe in like, yourself in your ability to make it successful but you don't see it as um different elements you see it as like one big passion project and like as you go you start to realize oh clients aren't coming but the clients who have come are getting amazing results and then like you as you're figuring it out over time or for me especially i realized that it was just it wasn't a matter of um, telling myself I wasn't good at coaching and I could never be successful and that clients didn't want to work with me. It was that realizing that, no, like I'm an amazing coach. My clients always get results when they work with me, but there's something happening that's not getting the clients to me. And that's when I realized that wasn't to do with my coaching skill set. That's like definitely to do with how I'm marketing and how I'm selling to them. And yeah, and then I was like, oh, let me just share this idea out to the world. And then that's basically when I like rebuilt my business and I everything I was teaching I started creating my current program from that place I'm really helping coaches build their business skill set so that they can essentially um, keep growing their impact through what they're already good at which is coaching but it's just getting the clients through that a lot of coaches struggle with yeah and if you're starting a business you know for many people this is like if they're new to business this is the first time they've tried to run their own business they're not gonna be good at all the parts that you need 
you know, the marketing, the sales, the customers, like everything. You need to be good at a little bit of everything. And you're not going to be good at everything at the beginning. And I, I love the phrase that you use about selling as well. You say like to sell without being graspy. And I just, <laughs> I love that because there's so many people that, that I come in contact with who come across in that way and that word just like nails it completely because I feel like I've felt like that at times as well because you you put pressure on yourself to maybe you know you've got a sales target or you want to make x amount of money and that's what you're leading with and it it does make you come across graspy Mm, yeah it's like the biggest struggle we have because when we come especially for new coaches when you come into entrepreneurship and building your own business you don't realize that like it's not about having um because what i see a lot is we think we're missing something um we don't have enough sales experience or we think we don't have the right sales script or the sales method and like we spend our entire businesses trying to find the perfect one and trying to nail the perfect one but how i've understood to see it and the most powerful powerful way to sell and to make selling feel good for you and for the people buying from you is to not look at the solutions on the outside but just to just like reframe how you're seeing sales and how you're interacting with your people and like understanding that when you're selling coaching you're selling something that's going to literally change someone's life and when you understand it through the lens of serving a person and changing them their lives and helping them see the world in a way that's going to empower them you you tap into this place of like love like the higher level state where it's just love it's pure it's um you will do whatever it takes to help someone realize like what they're what's missing and that's the coach in you um and i would just did a training for my current mastermind where um i literally said anytime someone offers you an objection don't run because like inside you got to listen for the coach inside you to just want to jump out and just roar because an objection is just the person's fears like their deepest fears surfacing in the easiest way for them to communicate which is usually like oh i don't have the money but really you know there's like fear the self-belief the self-doubt um and i always say like the coach in you needs to come out then not oh no i'm scared i might be pushy um you know and that feeling of graspiness i'm i'm in, i'm wanting to do this i'm wanting to get but it's like um yeah that that's what coaching is about it's about even in the sale really loving your people enough and believing in what they're capable of enough to be uncomfortable and to challenge them and just like get curious you don't have to be right you don't have to get them to yes or like a yes but just get curious and be like okay why is this coming up now though because you said that you were really in for this um just tell me like a little bit more and i think a lot of coaches struggle to be in that uncomfortable place cuz they think that that's pushing people the wrong way when really it can truly be what serves a person to change their life amazing yeah how how have you got to the place that you're in with your coaching business like where did your whole journey start oh i would say in the sh- in the simplest way i started off 
wanting to just create money in like in a way that felt good for me because at the time that I started my business I was studying and I was juggling multiple jobs and I was just thinking to myself I would love to have my own business but I didn't have an idea of what that would look like so the only thing I knew was actually social media and managing social media accounts for people because I had had experience doing that with like um well like organizations that I'd volunteered for and so I was like let me do this and then as I was doing social media management I realized that there was an entire world of coaching that I did not know about and people made money selling coaching and I was like what people are life coaches and they get paid for that what is that that doesn't even sound like a real job and the more I explored the more I was like this is me like if there was a job title with my name on it it was coaching I was always the kind of person who loved to um, help someone make decisions Um, I loved watching people grow I was in leadership um, for seven to eight years um, leading youth and it was just my jam and so the thought of oh I could coach that would be amazing but I just didn't know where to start so I started with social media coaching because again that's what I felt most confident in and then over I think maybe like six months I transitioned to business coaching um, and that's where I started exploring a little bit beyond social media so the mindset um, the selling and then now Um, I've evolved in the last year to basically be a business coach for sales and marketing and it's specifically for coaches the the main difference is I don't coach anyone who's um, who's not a coach because a lot of what I teach is around selling coaching specifically Um, but they do apply and a lot of people do still get so much value just um, tuning into my free content um, because the principles are still going to be the same But yeah, like that journey has only been, uh, let's say two and a bit years. Um, And it's just all happened incredibly fast. And I don't really know how, (laughs) like I'm telling you the story, but I'm still always like, what, Two, two and a bit years? Like that's as long as a degree is. And a lot of people finish their degrees. Mind you, I did two degrees that I didn't finish. Um, (laughs) But it's like, that's a whole degree. And I've like managed to go full time doing this. So it's very, very possible. And that's also why I 100% believe anyone can make this work. If you're, if you just like truly put in the work and the intention. But yeah, that's kind of my story. And I think you, you hit on something when you said like you, you knew that coaching was your jam, like there'll, there'll be a point where you just see an opportunity or you see something and you're like, that is me. Like that will be where my business grows from, or that is my purpose. And I think a lot of people go through their life or I have gone through my life and you think you sort of fall into one job and you fall into something else until you find something and you're like, that is my thing and then you go all in on that one thing Mm, yeah yeah it definitely felt like that um it wasn't necessarily like in one moment the business idea came together and you know it kind of unfolded as I took every step but there definitely was something deep inside me that felt aligned to the work of coaching I didn't know what the business would look like but I just knew if I could help someone in in this way like very intimately or through helping them understand their mind their emotions and then translate that to results in their life or their business 
I was like, that's how I want to make money. Because I think like as um, really, you know, as coaches, there are so many ways we can make money. We can sell our knowledge. We can create courses, you know, and sometimes we get really infatuated with that idea because it equals more money. Like the, let's say more, or we think it equals more money faster. Um, you know, if you just package your knowledge and then just work on selling that, you don't need to put any man hours in doing Zoom calls or coaching clients directly. But for me, I really valued just coaching directly at the time and that's what got me to where I am now because I valued like slowing down and um, meeting people where they were understanding their deepest problems learning how to coach um, learning the business skills that went with it it was like slowing down to then speed up but I found that if I tried to do it the other way like just like go 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 create the course I would just be like doing it from a place of uncertainty because I had no experience. I had no genuine confidence that I could get results for people. There's a, cu- there's a couple of things that I, I really want to talk a bit more with you about. Um, they're the three sort of areas that you sort of talk about in terms of like what's, what's been the most successful for your business and what your, your values are. So I really want to ask you a bit more about authenticity relatability and and storytelling um because i wouldn't have i wouldn't have thought that those three things were such key parts if i'm Mm. honest but um you know let's talk let's talk through um each one of those so like so online in a in a world where there's like loads of coaches or loads of skincare experts or loads of designers or or whatever there is there's lots of people in your industry how does authenticity like why is authenticity important why does that help you help you in your business for me it's that element of when I'm actually I think it's partly that I as a person hold that as a value like my character I like to always challenge myself to be the most authentic me even when I'm interacting with friends strangers Um, and so I think that for me that was just like a character thing that I've built over time and then when I did start a business I saw that come through on my marketing platform which was Instagram I only had one platform and didn't try to get on everything else and I remember having this thought okay like do I create a business page or do I just use my personal page it's like that massive thing that coaches go through (laughs) Um, and I was like you know what like what how fun would it be if I could build a successful business and I never had to do that and I was just like let's just try it and um, I remember seeing all the time from these experts like don't mix this and this and only choose one thing to talk about you know niche your messaging and I understood the concept but I didn't want to just blindly follow I wanted to still experiment and challenge and do things my way and that really worked for me um, being authentic because I would then be showing my person like my life I would be showing um, my struggles I would be showing them behind the scenes of what I'm doing to build my business I literally 
in the beginning I didn't have any clients and I was like I haven't worked with any clients yet but I'm working towards it and right now I'm building a program and I'm gonna test it with X amount of people like just message me if you're interested it was like that innocent and pure <laughs> and what was awesome was because I had a job right at the time so I wasn't making my coaching business like the end all be all like I wasn't putting pressure on it to have to make me money and I think that's another mistake I see coaches make I'm like go get a job if you need to like don't make your passion don't force your passion to work your passion will unfold over time and be willing to do whatever you need to do to support it and so at the time didn't have that pressure so I was really able to just share the journey with my audience and they loved that and the people who didn't love that they they would ask me questions I remember one of the most challenging things was someone messaged me um, someone who I am close to who is a good friend of mine and a lot of people experience this when you put out something that's new something that's brave daring unexpected people who care about you will message and will say um what are you doing <laughs> like what is this what makes you think you can coach people and I did receive a message like that again from someone who cared and I, I believe her intentions were truly um truly good but I remember also being extremely shut down like feeling like oh my goodness I'm so embarrassed maybe this isn't for me and this was the first time I'd ever talked about hey I'm opening a coaching business and um and yeah and it just shook me but it when I came back from that the literally the next day I was just like this is why I want to do it <laughs> it like made me realize how much I believed in myself and then since then I have to this point I've shared every single milestone of my journey including like having moved full uh to go full-time having moved on my own um hiring my first team members losing clients I share absolutely everything and for me at least that authenticity has allowed me to bond with my audience and it I get messages all the time where they feel like they're just a part of my world they're not people that I'm trying to sell to and they do buy but they their most um their greatest experience or their most prominent experience in my space is always i just feel like i'm a part of your community like i just get to see what you're going through and it's an awesome way to market and it's an awesome way to also connect with people but yeah that's how authenticity works in my space <laughs> so what can you give us maybe some some examples or some ideas and things like if you were trying to share some content that that you wanted to show your authenticity through is there some ideas or some examples that you can give us that you've used yeah well a really great one is i like to share like uh behind the scenes of anything i'm doing at any given time so uh, a way that i see that working is anytime i'm let's say i'm creating a course or a program and it's not even complete yet i'm showing people like my train of thought i'm drawing on whiteboards i'm explaining the concept to them i'm telling them about the realization i've had um and that really helps them to see that i'm actively thinking about their results it's a principle that i teach my students in my program because when 
it's not just for marketing, but really does something to you as the coach when you're actively thinking about the results or the people you're going to work with. You're excited. You're you're inspired to create solutions. Um, you're inspired to refine how you teach it so they receive the message better and clearer and faster. And so for me, that's the way I like to do it. Another one is、um, I always share my.、Um, I like to do these like vlogs. For myself, just to talk to myself and to document my own journey, and every now and then I'll share like a little snippet,、um, even the ones where I'm all emotional and I'm like an extreme wreck.、Um, <laughs> and I find that those ones are so powerful because people get to see the Nicole who doesn't have it all together, and. It's just like it's amazing. It's that human element that I think is missing a lot in the social media marketing space, because social media marketing is social and it's different to your traditional marketing, to billboards and commercials. You, and I've always believed that like the way I use this specific platform, social media, is to be social and to be human. And that's why when people go onto my page, they don't necessarily feel like I'm. Selling all the time, even though I am, what they feel more is like, oh, like she's human. Like I can see her crying, or I can see her like,、um, I can see that she's telling me it's been a hard month, and these are the lessons she's learned. So for me, like, I mean, I don't say like to my clients go and like cry on camera <laughs> or try to force that. I do think sometimes people、uh, make that their marketing strategy. Like on TikTok, I see it a lot to inspire people. But I think a good example is definitely、um, showing people like those vulnerable moments. Or、um, some of my clients, they share like journal entries that they wrote or their vision board when they first made it. It just adds that extra element,、um, and it it shows people that you're not afraid to be seen as someone who like doesn't have it all together.、Um, and especially when you're selling coaching, that makes a massive difference. So that that sounds incredibly vulnerable, though. Yes, it is a hundred percent vulnerable, but you get to decide how vulnerable you get with your audience, because at the end of the day, your marketing platform is still your marketing platform, right? It's、um, it's not just about making people get emotional or you know showing them everything and anything in your life. If this is your selected marketing platform, and you choose this to be a strategy or a part of your strategy, then you still want to be thinking about the people that you're pulling in to work with you, the solution you offer in your paid pro- products or in your paid offers, and you want to always choose what you share in relation to what you offer and and who it's going to help. And so when I do share. Vulnerable things. I'm always thinking about the person who's going to connect with this, but ultimately the person who's also going to feel connected to the offer. Right. So it's so it's not just a case of sharing your whole personal life、yeah. um, for the sake of it. You know, it's <laughs> got to then link to what you're offering or link to.、Um, You know, have a point to it. It's not just sharing for sharing's sake. Yes, a hundred percent. And I think that's where, like, you can have two ends of the spectrum. You can have like an account that is like your presence and your strategy is really just sharing on your business, your offers, education, and like very、um, impersonal, let's say. And you can have 
you can instead work on making the experience of buying and engaging with your marketing a really uh i guess personal experience rather than going in the from the other angle of like you share your specific personal stories because the uh, disadvantage of that and i've seen this in my business in the last six months where i've been working to sell my offer rather than sell myself as a coach right and that's and i've seen the disadvantage there where um if i'm selling a program where i'm not the only coach for example people if i'm marketing in a way where it's like people are seeing me only and like working with me and my story and i'm amazing then it means i can only grow my business to a certain extent um if if what they're used to seeing is i want to work with nicole because like this is what nicole's been through but if i let's say change my business model and i want to um yeah obviously promote an offer or a program where you don't get to directly work with me for example but you do get to learn from me you get to be nurtured in my community then it's gonna i'm gonna want to consider okay how do i market that better that isn't necessarily going to pull people to want to work with me one-on-one so that's like there's different ways to market but i definitely think like the overall concept of authenticity if you're marketing on social platform it's always going to be that extra factor that keeps people coming back and wanting to be in your space and also feeling comfortable in your space i think when you're not human or you're not giving them a human experience on your social platform while marketing it can instantly feel really salesy and i i think you always use example when like i go on instagram and i follow someone because i genuinely like their stuff and like i get an automated uh dm and it's like thank you for following me it's asking me how are you and i'm like do you really want to know how i am because this was an automated message i get that instant feeling of graspiness that's really interesting because um as part like as part of my like process at the moment when somebody starts to follow me i do reach out to them with a message yeah i don't think that's wrong i think it's like i can see we can see like we're humans right we can see when something is authentic or inauthentic and i think it's that it's the difference between a personal message a human interaction versus an automated one and i think uh, i'm speaking to small business owners or um new coaches who literally they don't you may not have the capacity to invest in team members funnels automations and that's okay and that's actually really good because in the beginning like to build real trust i really think that it makes a difference to be intentional and personal so i don't think there's anything wrong with messaging people when they enter your space because that's really friendly but you just again you just want to always ask like where is that coming from right what if i just let them be in the space and also allowed my content to be what welcomes them in um and then kind of deciding from there i think it's just owning your strategy and loving your reasons for it and knowing that it's 100% authentic coming from all the best places to serve your people okay cool we do align on the same thing then i thought we were going to be have a complete 180 there <laughs> No, I mean it's marketing at the end of the day is nurture. So there's got to be nurture and you and you get to decide how clients come to you as well, but you just got to love your reasons for them and have them be 100% in service of your client. 
Lovely. Um, the other thing that um, I want to talk to you about as well then is is um, relatability. So relatability has been quite a big factor in my own story. It's like one of the whole reasons that I got into content creation and started making money on social um, because I sort of realized the power of relatability as, in a way and that's what people were paying me for in effect. Um, so I completely understand like how powerful it is. Um, but a lot of people maybe misinterpret this and feel like that to be relatable that they have to share tons and tons about their personal life and um, they have to share lots of things that you know they have to be very very similar to their ideal client for it to work and things like that I don't know what you think about that yes I see this coming up for a lot of my clients who um, who tell me like I've never coached anyone through that I don't know if I can help them or you know they're just constantly doubting like oh can I guarantee that though and they'll just feel like an imposter like offering that or marketing that you know um, and I think like what's really important with relatability is understanding what the purpose is behind why you're trying to relate to someone like anytime you want to create content you always want to put it through I I call it the qualifier you you put it through the qualifier and the kind of questions you want to be asking is how does this answer the questions they already have how does this point them towards the solution I'm offering if they were to take me up on it or if they were to express interest and how does this give value to them full stop whether or not they take action right and when you put it through that aspect you're looking at okay how do I be relatable I'm pulling stories from I'll use myself as an example I'm pulling stories from my own experience as a coach slash business owner right and what I sell is coaching for new coaches teaching them how to get clients into their business and how to nail their consults so what I'm pulling from is that experience of okay what happened when I was trying to get consults and I just couldn't what was I doing what was I feeling what was I experiencing and then I share my concept around um oh sorry i share that whole experience i share how i relate to that experience i know that experience and this is how it shows up in my life or how it showed up in my life back then i'm really showing people that i relate to you and even if i haven't been there what it is is i relate to you in the sense that i understand you so even if i've never been there i'm pulling out examples that my clients have been through or things that I see people doing when they're in that space. And then when I bridge to give value and I share the concepts, I'm never just pulling concepts out of nowhere, like just to sound smart or impressive. I'm always, and I teach my students this, connecting it to what I teach in my paid value. There's free value and then there's paid value. And I share like the principles behind it. I share what I teach and why I teach it, why it works. And then you go to make your offer or your call to action and it just feels like a no-brainer because everything inside of that relatable content post 
was not just to pull at the heartstrings or to like show you this and make you feel emotional again it's to actually relate to your particular problem that i have a solution for do you find that the more similar someone is to their ideal client the easier it is i think it does make a massive difference to have been there yourself and for a lot of coaches and like people just starting out a lot of the time your experience will uh, sorry your offer will have come from your experience and the people you do work with are going to be people who are just a few steps behind you i think it makes a massive difference and this is why i also say don't be offering anything that you're not 100% confident you can deliver on right it, like clients tell me like when we're doing our offer creation bootcamp like they're telling me um i want to help people do this 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 and i'm like awesome can you 100% guarantee that and they're like i can't 100% guarantee it but like i can like definitely try and i know that this could work for them if we did and i'm like no can you 100% guarantee it? what can you 100% guarantee and they're like well i can 100% guarantee that they can lose 1 kilo and i'm like awesome can they lose 5 kilos yep 100% can they lose 50 and then it's like okay maybe not 50 but i can 100% guarantee learning how to lose a kilo at a time awesome are you in full belief of that 100% that's the place where you begin to increase your confidence and you see it reflected in your selling and marketing because in your subconscious there's no doubt in your mind or in your body that you can't do it like you're just in full certainty and you just don't have to deal with the drama when you get to the place where you can increase your confidence um then you can enlarge what you or expand what results you guarantee but i always say it has to begin with um feeling like you are 100% certain for the results you're promising right okay so um it's like under deliver but over promise yes like so trying to wrap my brain around that <laughs> yeah so that you can almost pretty much guarantee that they're the, they're the results that they're going to get so you can be completely confident behind your offer yeah it's yeah. like what is, what is the point of going through all the drama especially when you're a new coach right and you're figuring out how to make money like what's the point of being in all the drama of trying to coach yourself into a belief when you could just choose the belief you already have and make lots of money with that yeah that sounds really simple when you say it like that <laughs> Um the other thing I want to chat to you about is storytelling then as well because I I love using stories in my own content and even if they're not my own personal stories I like using other people's stories as an example to you know help with that transformation and to use their experiences and stuff. Tell me about how you use storytelling in your own content. For me, I love to use storytelling when I am showing people a transformation. and stories are all about journey right there's like the protagonist there's the complication there's the resolution and for me i like to do it on my stories obviously it's the easiest to consume but i always think of things like um my personal 
like my upbringing and how I didn't have much money. I didn't have many resources growing up. I always share with my audience where I came from and I do it in a storytelling way because I feel like a lot of people see themselves as that protagonist, as me, you know, um, having come from a same, a similar context. And then when I share the journey of how I built my business, um, I'm providing them like visual evidence. I'm showing them this was the video, this was the journal entry. And I take them through all the way to where I am today. It's like this really, um, for them, it's like this wholesome experience of like, wow, that can truly be possible. And for me, storytelling, I use more to inspire than to sell. Um, But I have found through mastering the ability to storytell in different ways, because you can do it in your reels, you can do it in your captions, you can do it in your emails. through mastering that ability, I've been able to infuse it into my marketing strategies, even with, for example, um, a, uh, something I started doing recently on TikTok was doing a day in the life. Um, and it's really, I wasn't intending to do anything other than just practice using TikTok and understand how the platform works. So I just said, I'm going to do a day in my life. And then I found that people really love it because they're like, oh, like there's something new every few seconds on the screen and like I can't keep my I can't take my eyes off it and I think people love to live in stories because that's the easiest way for them to relate to you without feeling like you have an agenda Um, you can use that to your advantage for marketing or you can just do it because it's the easiest way for you to market and and not feel graspy as well because you're really just sharing your stories or everything you're going through. It could even just be like um, a story of your clients or story of what you've coached them through. And I, I see a lot of my students doing this where they don't know what to post. And I'm like, what did you coach your client on? How about you talk about that, right? It's like, oh, that's easy. And they'll do it. And they're like, that was such a valuable post. I'm so glad I did that. Because all I all they did was just tell the story of what their client came to the call with, what they ca- coached through. Um, and then what the client walked away with and how valuable that was for them. That in and of itself will sell your service for you, I guarantee. I speak to lots of people who, when we talk about storytelling in their content, they either don't feel like they have a story or it's not interesting to share things about their day and document what's going on in their life that day. Or they just feel like nobody would be interested. Like it's just me at work like there's nothing interesting here yeah I think that's so common because like your when you start off your brain is not used to believing that it has value to give for a lot of us who've come from like straight from school or from like a nine to five we've been told like when to eat (laughs) what to wear um, what we do who we are and we're not used to valuing our own brain and our own creativity, um, valuing our time um, and valuing our thoughts. And I think that's what's interesting because social media is like a mirror. When you, I mean, marketing is like a mirror because you're almost having to pull from your own ideas to create an offer and then pull from how to, from your own ideas again for how to deliver that and make it and kind of make it valuable to everybody else. But if you don't believe it's valuable to begin with, you're not going to want to put it out there. So I do find that in the beginning of um, 
my coaching containers um, and the way that I've laid out my program is we always coach through these underlying beliefs, these identity shifts, um, creating value with your brain, like really all these foundational things because this is ultimately uh, what's going to impact your ability to confidently sell and market whatever you create. There's a thought that I that one of my favorite coaches has and she goes, um, my people or my clients buy whatever I sell to them and I think it's just the most powerful thought ever because we think that they will only buy what looks like this or what's what's perceived value because you know and from our experience this was valuable and that coach had so much experience that's why it's valuable but you once you get to the point where you believe that everything your brain creates is valuable and that you as a person have valuable thoughts and it could truly change someone's life today. You're not thinking about um, how to protect your image. You're not thinking about um, the fact that you're shy. You're thinking like, this is valuable and I care about the people I want to help and that's going to have you going and posting whatever you need to post. It doesn't even have to be about your day, but you'll just have that, you'll have an angle in the way you live where you want to share what you're going through because you just hold yourself to be of value. Wow, that's really powerful. <laughs> it, it's really super work. I honestly think underneath everything I do as a business coach is just identity work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Wow, that's um, that's almost been like a therapy session for me. Like it's really, really valuable oh, for me that. personally. Thank you. Why is it valuable? Um, is it something that you that you feel like is different to what you've thought of it to be no no just the, just the concept of like if you if you believe in it enough if, if you've really truly believed that it has value mm. you can sell anybody anything like that's such yeah. a <laughs> like that's such a different completely different way of thinking about it yeah 100% it makes the difference in your selling and it definitely gets you it makes you more money, grows your business faster, and it's just it's that secret sauce that I think we, we skip over because we think we need all the shiny things out there when really the issue is just inside. Mm. Oh, you've blown my mind. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, right, so we're coming to the end of the episode. I really want to ask you my three questions, and then you can tell us all the amazing things that you've got planned in your business and, and how we can jump into your world so um how has instagram helped your business it has literally been the platform for me to have a business <laughs> um, it has been my marketing platform it has been the place that i meet people it's been where i sell um and it's been where i've discovered who i am as a person and it's that mirror like i said and if you're willing to use instagram or any social media platform uh, in a way that's experimental and really explorative rather than feeling like it's like a place where you have to pretend you really own it and love it and love your reasons for being on it then it can really change your life it's changed everything for me and you're on tiktok as well how do they compare uh i love both i think they're just very different platforms for different types of consumers like media consumers TikTok is lots of fun, lots of energy, very short bursts, but you could just like 
I think it plays on the, I don't know much about science, <laughs> but it just plays on the chemicals on your brain because it's just trigger after trigger after trigger. And I find myself being on there for hours. So I actually feel like right now my interaction with TikTok is very um, disciplined because I know that I could be on it for hours. I'm not at that point yet where like I can just easily switch off. Um, but that that happened to me with Instagram too. Like I had to set boundaries with Instagram and working because I was coming from in the beginning an anxious place, always checking, seeing if followers dropped. Um, but over time I did develop that. Instagram was my business platform. And I, if I had a personal one, I would be uh, creating a separate account and always logged out of my business one. So over time I learned it, but I do enjoy TikTok as a leisurely platform right now, not currently using it as a main business marketing platform, but I do think it's a really effective one. Mm, yeah, I've been tempted. People have told me, oh, you're good with reels and you're happy, you're, you know, you're confident with reels. It's not a big leap to go to TikTok, but I haven't, I haven't ventured over mm. there yet. <laughs> I do think that every platform does have like it's it's kind of like taking up a sport like yeah you can be really talented at running and someone might be like go join um you know the football club and you could be there the person who does all the running but it's like you have to put in the work still to be really great in that space and it's not easier just because you're good at it you still have to put in the work yeah for sure yeah um, what have you gained either personally um, or business-wise from the connections that you've made on Instagram? Uh, I have gotten all of my clients through Instagram pretty much. So I feel like I've had everything to gain from Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, and personally, like I said, it's really just been that personal growth journey where I have learned so much about myself, so much about people and the world because I've been able to use Instagram in a way that is really healthy. Um, that I think it's not the case for everybody that like they can be, they can interact with a social platform that way. But I'm just really glad that for me, there's just been all of the wins. And when people tell me like, oh, I hate social media, I don't wanna use social media. Uh, I'm like, great, you don't have to use it. But I always ask, why wouldn't you? The platform is so great. It connects you with people instantly and there's never been marketing platforms like it. Why wouldn't you want to use it? I would get coaching on why you wouldn't want to use it and then go and use it. But it's totally okay. You can still have a successful business and sell coaching without it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I talk, talk about it being like social media being a gift and being like an amazing free marketing channel that yeah. maybe years ago, you know, you'd have to pay for printed marketing and you'd have to pay yeah. for events and things like that. So it's a free tool. Like, why would you not use it and experiment with it and connect with people who are not local to you? You know, you can connect yeah. with people literally across the other side of the world that you wouldn't be able to connect with in any other way. So totally yeah. agree with you there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What is one piece of advice that you would give to someone who is looking to grow their account or their business through Instagram? One advice I would say is on top of everything that I've shared today, I would say just be willing to explore. The willingness to explore is you can take it in any way you want, but it's the most childlike way of experiencing building your business and it gets to be fun when you do it that way 
and I think a lot of the time there's so much pressure to have to do it right, to have to do it perfect, to look a certain way, to sound professional. But remember, like people don't engage with you or your business because it looks and sounds a certain way on Instagram uh, specifically. They engage because something feels connected, and that's all it is. You're on a social platform. And everywhere there are connections being made, and if you can just be willing to explore and use the platform, try this feature, have fun on a reel, and see what possibilities that create that that can create for you in your business, I think you're going to have so much fun making money. And I'll give you an example. I one day I was like, I cannot be bothered creating any long piece of caption like I just could not be bothered and I was like I just want to do this TikTok I just want to learn this TikTok dance and nail it that's it and then I did it and I was like how fun would it be if I signed a client posting this dumb dancing video and I know like I had all these thoughts like oh what's that gonna do like that's so out of character that's like that's gonna mess up your feed all of those thoughts <laughs> and then I just did it with full belief that I would sign a client with it and like Later down the track, someone messaged me and they're like, "That was the first reel I saw," because obviously, you know, algorithmize、um, people engage with it. Instagram boosts it to show more people and then more people, and so that post was just so fun and out of character that people loved it. They engaged with it. Instagram helped me to push it out to more people, and then like a client came a month later and was like, "That was actually the first one I saw. How fun!" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I can sell my coaching that way. Awesome. I'm gonna make reels that make me laugh." And that feel good, and then I'm just going to believe that clients will come because of it. Isn't that a fun way to make money? <laughs> That's a great story. Yeah, that that does sound way more fun than stressing and having pressure and trying to force a bit of content out for the sake of it when you're really not feeling it. Yeah, it's like energy transference. I teach marketing in that way. It's energy, and people see the energy. They feel the energy of an Instagram post. They really do. <laughs> Mm, yeah, that's amazing, Nicole. You've shared so many like good nuggets of info. I really feel like I'm personally taking lots of value from our chat today. So thank you so much for sharing all of that with us.、Um, how can people find like where can they find you? Like what's going on in your world? How can they connect with you? Amazing. So if you do want to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram handle is still the same as it was in high school. So <laughs> fun fact. <laughs> Never changed it, and I made money. <laughs>、um, it's underscore N I C O L A A A Y. So it's Nicole because I loved Beyonce and I wanted the A on my name. <laughs> Never changed it,、um, but that's how you find me on Instagram. And if you are interested in working with me in any way, I currently have my coaching program. It's a lifetime membership called Coaches Accelerated, and we take you through exactly what I've talked about on this call on this podcast. It's taking you through your identity as a coach, taking that into your organic marketing, and building your simple marketing strategy that feels good for you. And then taking you through nailing your selling, learning how to do consults, understanding your prospects,、um, and handling objections—all of the things. It's a lifetime membership, and I absolutely love getting to do the work I do. So, if you are interested, just shoot me a message on Instagram or click the link in my bio, and you can read up on all the details in there. Beautiful. Thank you so much for talking with us today, Nicole. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me.
Lovely. Catch up with you soon. Bye. Bye.